Hi, and welcome to the Theme Park Trader Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Dan. Hello. This week, you may hear a baby in the background, but this week, we are going to be talking about the 28,000 cast members that are being um, laid off at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland, and what that could mean for the future of the Walt Disney Company and Disney's theme parks specifically. Um, but first, we are back with Keyword, keyword Countdown or theme park keyword countdown. Uh, so uh, my wife is back. She's, I haven't seen the keywords. So we're going to start. Sure you haven't, Ryan. <laughs> well, I don't know, because the book was open this morning when I saw it. So. No, it that's wasn't. a bit, it's that's suspect. Really, was it? Yeah. Don't act like you don't know. I, 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 I can swear <laughs> I have not looked at them. Um, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Each of us has a dream. A heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic. Stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Right, I'm ready. Okay. Ready, Dan? Yeah. Okay. Right, behind the scenes. About locked door. Right. I was thinking that. I was thinking that as well. <laughs> um, behind the seats. No. Train. Uh, oh, um, is it the Hogwarts train? No. Yeah. Is it, um, Help. it's not that. <laughs> it's a good guess, though. Good guess from the people made that. No. Oh, Rafiki's final watch. <laughs> I mean, I would have got it on 10. How would you? If I'd seen oh, it. Right. Uh, you, you're just trying to throw us off the scent, Ryan. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, think he's playing watch. I go for a sort of six or seven, then it won't be obvious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 32 riders. What were the rest of the keys? Oh, cool. Um, rules. Learn about habitat. Experience reptiles. Animal talks, petting goats, and operating theatre. Okay. Okay, so 32 riders. Welcome on a coaster. Okay. Hulk? Yes. Oh! Nice <laughs> <laughs> one. What a guess. The rest were refurbished, original car in the queue. Two minutes, 15 seconds. 67 miles per hour is the top speed. 
uh, General Thaddeus Ross, experiment gone wrong, 0 to 40 in two seconds, don't let him get angry and green. Nice. Okay, last one. Oh, it's all in this. Explosives. So, what's that? Explosives. The okay. epic stunt spectacular. No. Like it, you just reeled the name off like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Lights, motors, action. No. <laughs> <laughs> Experiment. Dinosaur. Uh, rock, uh, the makeup show. No, doesn't it? The, um, is it the Rocky Horror? Um, no, hang on. I can't think of the name of it. No. <laughs> Always goes wrong. So can, can you do a recap of what we got so far? Explosives, amateurs, experiment, always goes wrong. Piper knows it. She, she's, yeah, she just can't say she it because she doesn't know her words. <laughs> she knows. Patriotism. Oh, um, Map of Vision 3D. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the rest are miserable and moody. Demanding female, 3D. Which foolishness would you like to see? And it's time to play the music. Nice, nice, nice. I, how did you get on Patriots? Because uh, Sam Eagle. Well, yeah, but it, uh, it was almost like it was almost like bang. I know exactly what it is <laughs> <laughs> based on that word. <laughs> well, that was That's, that was the closest. That was, it, it was. It wasn't quite so. Uh... <laughs> Thanks, Anna. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. At least I got one this week. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what our record, what our, what our past results have been. But I don't think it's been good for me. No, I, I think that was a, <laughs> that was definitely a close one. And I've no idea how you got Hulk based, based on thirty-two seats. I mean, it was a complete guess. <laughs> I, I forgot that we did Universal as well. I see. Yeah, I'm not defending. I wouldn't have got Hulk first. <clears throat> I mean, Rock and Roller Coaster is not a bad guess. I wonder. I don't know. Um, how many, uh, how many, how many seats it has? They've got to be rough. They're rough with the same, surely. So, I mean, I guess thirty-two would be sixteen rows, wouldn't it? Which seems like a lot, but yeah, I would guess maybe like this. Maybe there's like early twenties in Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit less mm. than uh, than Hulk. I can't remember how many rows is Hulk three across or four across. Uh, four, is it two? I think. Is it? I can't. I can't. No, actually, it's not. been so long, right? Since I've been there, it's it's too long. <laughs> Why COVID? Why? <laughs> so yeah, this week I thought we we could we could do at the tournament. We could talk about poor reviews, but I think the yeah. biggest thing that's happened that has impacted not just the people that are included, but everyone going to a Disney theme park probably in the next five years or so is the news that 
28,000 cast members are being laid off at uh, Disneyland and Disney World combined. Yeah. Which is something we have never seen in, uh, certainly in our lifetimes. No, it's, it's pretty extensive, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's huge. It is absolutely huge. Um, What I'm going to do is read the statement from um, the current Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman, Josh DeMauro, who uh, fans thought, many fans thought was the saving saving grace of the theme parks, just because he is good looking, I think. I think, (laughs) I don't think there was anything outside of he looks better than Rob Ch- uh, Chapek, and yeah. um, he occasionally is seen pitching in the parks, waving to fans. I think that was the basis of yes, he's definitely going to do better than Chapek. I mean, I guess, I guess, in terms of a being more of a involved, like almost fan of the parks, it's a good start. Oh yeah, you know he looks engaged at he least does. at the very least, which is already better than Chapek. But um, yeah, I think we've we've seen very clearly from his statement, which I'll read in a minute, that he is nothing else but a Disney, a high up Disney exec, right? Um, as as I said, as I said, I told everyone. <laughs> so his statement says. In light of the prolonged impact of COVID-19 on our business, including limited capacity capacity due to physical distancing requirements and continued uncertainty regarding the duration of the pandemic, exacerbated in California by the state's unwillingness to lift restrictions that would allow Disneyland to reopen, we have made the very difficult decision to begin the process of reducing our workforce at our parks, experiences and product segment at all levels, having keep kept non-working cast members on furlough since April while paying health care benefits. Approximately 28,000 domestic employees will be affected, of which 67% are part-time. We are talking with impacted impact employees as well as the unions on next steps for union-represented cast members. Over the past several months, we've been forced to make a number of necessary adjustments to our business, and as, a dif- and as difficult as this decision is today, we believe that the steps we are taking will enable us to emerge a more effective and efficient operation when we return to normal. Our cast members have always been key to our success, playing a valued and important role in, our de- in, our, in delivering our well-cast experience, and we look forward to providing opportunities where we can for them to return. I don't know, so what, what are your thoughts on that statement? I, I, think, I think what I found incredibly unprofessional is in the same statement when you're announcing 28,000 people are effectively being made redundant, yeah. um, you're having a go at California for not lifting restrictions on opening Disneyland, which I think I get, but yeah. let's be honest, Josh, it's not Disneyland. It's not like Disneyland is the only uh, one suffering with job losses. So what's your yeah. excuse for Florida? <laughs> like you can't, <laughs> you can't just throw the, the governor of California um, under the bus and then not comment on the fact that actually it's, you know, Florida is because people can't go, people won't go and you can only open to a certain capacity which isn't even the case anymore in Florida. Oh, yeah, it's, it's meant to be completely open now, isn't it? And Yeah, I mean, but, but, gov- yeah. two governors at the opposite end of the spectrum. At, at, at yeah. <laughs> gov- yeah, Santa's very much like, so. It's, it's fine. Don't worry about coronavirus. It's, it's all good, man. Open the parks, 100%. 
And then the governor of California is like, shut it down, keep it shut. We're never opening the state again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a very dicey, it feels like a very dicey move to blame or at least attribute some of the blame to the state of California mm. when it's a kind of global health crisis. Yeah. And, and they're, they're putting in the restrictions that they deem appropriate for their state. Um, I know... I think California's had it relatively bad, hasn't it? Like compared uh, to other compared to other states, so I'm not sure the numbers, but so I can understand them having re- restrictions in place. Um, so it's a bit weird for them to kind of pin it on that, considering the restrictions are in place to protect both the public and and so so guests going to Disney that would be going to Disney and the Disney cast members themselves. So you know the restrictions are in place for a reason. Yeah, I mean, the other big thing here, and, and I understand that the Disney company has been hit dramatically by coronavirus, mm-hmm. dramatically. But Disney's net income in 2019 was $11.5 billion, and the, the revenue was $69.57 billion US dollars, both of those. Mm-hmm. To say that they couldn't keep employees on furlough for a bit longer, and, and at least maybe until the Christmas period is out of the way, is I think an understatement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I no idea how much it would cost to do something like that. I think but... they worked out it would save them like a billion. Right. Okay. Like doing this saves them a billion. So in the grand scheme of things, it's it's a lot of money, but it's not it's not going to save the Disney company should push come to shove. You wouldn't have thought so. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like, I do get it. And I, I think there's lots of... The biggest thing for me out of all of this, and this, this isn't taking away from car, other cast members that have lost their job, is that over 400 Imagineers are losing their jobs. Yeah. Which is huge. And, and suggests to me that beyond 2021, 2022, when the current projects are underway and finished, mm-hmm. we're not going to be seeing anything new at these theme parks for quite some time. No, I wouldn't have thought so. And I mean, I guess, I guess it was kind of inevitable anyway, mm. because of. I mean, we see, we see, we've seen it with uh, Universal. The fact that they they've put Epic Universe on hold now. Yeah. Um. You know, the the they need they need park levels to come back to what they were and probably stay at what they were for a little bit of time before they invest too much hev- too heavily in in back into the parks because they want to try and recoup some of their losses. Um. So it's, it was kind of inevitable that we wouldn't see much. But obviously, yeah, when you sort of see the fact that 400 Imagineers have gone, it does sort of say, yeah, then, you know, they're not going to be, they're obviously not going to be working on as much new stuff as they would have been. I mean, I don't know how many Imagineers they employ in total. Um, no, that's, I, I'm so not I'm, sure on, on the yeah, tales. So I'm not sure what percentage of, of Imagineers that is. Um, but yeah, it obviously goes to show that they're not going to be having anything new for quite some time. Um, no, no, this is the thing. And I think when you, um, when you look on the face of it as well, and I think the, the big issue is it's, it's still like eight, $900 a night to stay at some of these deluxe hotels mm-hmm. and they've cut a lot of the things that make those hotels great hotels. So you think the the orchestra at the Grand Floridian? I mean, now 
the Grand Floridian. And, you know, Grand Floridian is not my cup of tea. I, like, I'll, I'll come out there and say it. If I had the money to stay there, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's not right. my cup of tea. I've been inside it. It's, it, feels quite, it feels quite 90s in the way that it looks. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit like grandma's house, isn't it? It, it is. It does feel like if you have an American grandma, yeah. that's what her house would look like. Yeah. And it's not for me. And the same with the contemporary. It looks like Orlando International Airport. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not for me. Yeah, I know what you mean. The Poly, I absolutely love. I think mm-hmm. of the deluxe hotels at the Magic Kingdom, I would stay at the Poly. Um, but when you're paying, when you think $700, $800 to stay at the likes of those hotels, plus the boardwalk, um, in some cases, depending on time of year as well, you've lost the orchestra there. You've lost, um, and I, I do apologise, I've forgotten his name, the piano player at Port Orleans now, who's been there 28 years, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, what are these ho- like? What are you paying for now? Because Universal is infinitely cheaper. Getting a villa and getting a hotel elsewhere in, in Orlando is infinitely cheaper. The rooms are often nicer. The, exper- the experiences that you get at these hotels are often better now. So, what are you paying for at Disney? Because Magic Hours, I mean, aren't really a thing now. Um, mm. The Disney Dine Plan is gone. and unlikely to come back in my opinion so what 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 is what you're paying for because i don't i don't understand it like why why would you choose to stay at disney other than the fact that it's close Mm -hmm. because unless you're staying at somewhere like all stars which yes is cheap but you do like you do get probably the most disney experience at those hotels they feel way more disney focused than Oh yeah, a yeah. lot of the others. I mean, mainly because they're obviously targeted at, at, at younger Family. families, aren't they? Yeah, so families with kids, and the kids love the Disney exp- that, that full-on Disney experience, don't they? Yeah, but when you you know when when you look at our council trip this year, yeah, we went and and chose to end the summer mm-hmm. because it was a new hotel. It looked absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. and it was far cheaper than anything Disney could give us. It really was. It really was um yeah that's 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 the thing isn't it and, but i guess i mean it's always it always seems more expensive to stay at a disney property like even when you compare it to a a, a similar universal property mm. um and i'm assuming that's because they can charge a premium because they're disney you know yes. families will pay a bit more to 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 stay in a disney hotel because it's disney and they've got kids and that, that sort of stuff which I think, which I think is absolutely the case in a mm-hmm. in a pre-COVID world, with with the fact that there's benefits that come attached to that. Mm-hmm. But I think now, but it's not just benefits, but things that no other hotel in the world offers, like a full orchestra playing in you know playing in the lobby or, or wherever it was. That is something you just don't get that at other hotels. Yeah, and it is like that's a, that's the Disney experience, and I think with losing these cast members. Why would you stay at the Grand Floridian now? I mean, yes, you can walk to the Magic Kingdom, but is that really, is that really the bonus that you think it is? Because you can just <laughs> hop on, you can grab an Uber or you can hop on a Disney bus and it doesn't take much longer, really, yeah. no, no matter where you are in Disney or, or the Orlando area, to be fair. The thing is, I guess when it comes to something like the Grand Floridian, um, the, the majority of people that probably stay there don't pay their, don't pay for those experiences. They pay... Almost because I imagine because they kind of can, 
Yeah. Like there's definitely a lot of other hotels, like we've already mentioned, that are that are nicer and have equally as nice, you know, they're equally as clean, equally as, mm. you know, nice rooms and everything like that. Um, and obviously, and we've kind of touched on it that the decor of other hotels is for cheaper hotels is is nicer than the likes of the Grand Floridian. But people will pay for the Grand Floridian because it's the Grand Floridian. Yes. Um, and you know they'll, as I say, they'll kind of pay for it because they can pay for it. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. And I think what's, I guess the the, the short point that I'm tr- trying to make um, while waffling on for about ten minutes is. <laughs> Disney's prices are not going to be going down any anytime soon. They've no, so. removed close to 30,000 cast members that make Disney World and Disneyland two of the best places to go to on, on holiday in the world. The prices aren't going down. Are people, and I think this is going to be interesting to see how it pans out over the next five years, are people willing to pay more money for an experience that won't change beyond 2022 for, for a while? Yeah, and I think I, I I mean I like I love going every year because there's always something new to to do. Mm-hmm. So I go in, let's say I go this year, and we would have seen uh, Rise of the Resistance, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, um, Born Stuntacular, which I know okay yeah, is is Universal, um, yeah. and what was the other? There's another one at Disney. I'm forgetting, isn't there? Ratatouille. Ah yes, yeah. Would have would have been open if, yeah. had it not been for COVID. Next year it would have been. Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and probably a whole host of new experiences and things for the 50th uh, and Tron as well for the and 50th. the uh, new newly announced Velocicoaster yeah, and the Velocicoaster yeah yeah 2022 Epcot would have had probably the new Spaceship Earth possibly maybe in time for the anniversary I, I, I'd like to think they would have been planning to shut it and reopen it again in time for the anniversary mm-hmm and maybe and, and a few more experiences that obviously were being put in place at Epcot. Now, now what are we what we're going to be getting in in twenty three and twenty four? Like, are are Disney going to be spending the money that they were spending? Which, let's be honest, was reduced uh, to where it was say ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, what's the money going to spending going to be like in Dis- in Disney World and Disneyland moving forwards? And are we going to be getting the I would say world beating experience that we have been getting? the last well since since i've been going since the early 90s yeah i mean i get no i mean i guess it depends how how quickly things get back to normal when things are back to normal i mean i don't think it will be (laughs) it's certainly not going to be an immediate rush if if they suddenly turned around and said okay there's a vaccine for covid and everyone can get it um then even then i don't think there will be an immediate rush um, I think this is this has changed the world for the foreseeable future. Mm, yeah, how I you mean, look at it. I mean, yeah. so here in the UK, just last night, um, they said that it's very likely that Cineworld is to close all UK and Ireland screens. I read that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's massive. So Disney's main source of revenue for the UK, let's let's be honest, is is probably the cinema. I, you would assume so. You know, I don't know what else there's like uh, uh, merchandise you wouldn't have thought would reach I, I the levels of touching like Avengers, Black Widow. Yeah. You would have thought so given the amount of films that they release each year. Yeah. So that now is, I mean, what's happening with that? I mean, there's been rumors that the movie studios 
are incredibly happy with this news because they're going to be buying them. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, so that's the big thing is that apparently movie studios are like, well, we're pushing the movie back, pushing the movie back, and then we'll buy the the big cinema chains mm-hmm. to make more of a profit from the movies that they release, which is yeah. incredibly poor for competition and local and, and small cinema and, and sorry, small filmmakers and things like that. But does Disney have the money to, I mean, if Disney were to come out and say we're buying Cineworld, I don't think that's sitting right with 28,000 people. No, it would be a bit, you would, you would have to question it, wouldn't you? Like, like, like if they suddenly money. Said, I mean, they just lost yeah. a ton of money on Tenet. Mm-hmm. I Which mean, is supposedly one of the reasons why the Bond film's been pushed back. Yeah, I mean, that's what probably, um, they still, is it still being published by MGM? <clears throat> I think so. I mean, that's yeah. got to be their only film, right? That makes money. I am pretty much. I mean, I don't know what else. I don't really see MGM much about otherwise. Yeah. Um, I think they stopped for a few years, didn't they? And then they came back to Bond. Yeah. Something like that. Because I know they, whether they were struggling or something, didn't they go into administration or something like that? So, MGM, yeah. possibly. So they, they can't afford to lose money on Bond. Yeah. So it's like, I get it. Since, you know, things are really tough at the minute, but I mean, bringing it back to Disney, I, I can't see crowd levels, certainly from Europe, certainly from outside of America, returning to normal for at least five years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if we're talking about what they were before, you know, say what they were in 2019, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if we saw them at the same level for a few years. Um, for a few reasons, um, I think, obviously, if it's still lingering around and things like that, even if there's a vaccine, there won't be an immediate rush to get back there. Well, um, I think of all the people, um, and, and I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm not saying that they're right. My opinion is that they're wrong. Um, look at all the people that won't get the vaccine. They refuse yeah. to get the vaccine. Exactly. Also, what, what does it mean for COVID if 50, 60% of the world's population has a vaccine and, and 40% doesn't? So you, you think about it like America, most of Europe, UK, will be among the first to get a vaccine, mm-hmm. probably. But how much of the population outside of that is going to have the vac- access to the vaccine? Yeah. Um, and yeah. what does that mean for the likes of Disney World, where you have people from all over the world coming in? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how does that work? And what are they going to be doing? You're going to have to have like a, a vaccine certificate to say, okay, okay yeah, you don't have to wear a mask. Or yeah. how long is the mask rule going to be applied for? And, and what does that mean for... You know, yes, it's a minor inconvenience for someone that's from the UK. Wearing a mask in thirty-plus degree heat all day is is not going to be a fun experience. <laughs> Let, you know, let's be honest, it's not. Yeah, yeah. And you're paying one hundred and fifty dollars a day, let's say one hundred and thirty dollars maybe, to to walk around a a park that is poorly man- maintained, where you have cast members walking on eggshells, worried about who's going to be next. And experiences that aren't being updated, and I think it's hard to talk about Disney in in a negative way. But at the minute, I, that's the way I see it going. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's in, what's interesting is obviously twenty eight thousand um, employees. Um, they they didn't say what proportion is from each each uh, resort. Um, so, because obviously Disneyland at the moment is completely closed. So yeah. you would assume that the vast majority of those 28,000 are from Disneyland. Because obviously Disney World is open 
but they are at reduced, well, they're currently at reduced capacity. Yeah. But e- even like, even if they're at reduced capacity, I don't, I don't think they're hitting maximum capacity each day, are they? No, so, they're not. And I think, which, which is understandable because, I mean, you would assume that a large proportion of their audience is from international markets. Yeah. And at the moment, the US aren't allowing, I don't know if they're allowing anyone in or if they're allowing certain countries in or what, but they're obviously not allowing a lot of countries in. Well, we, we can't go. We can't go. And, yeah. and the UK has got to be one of the biggest international markets for Walt Disney World. Probably. I would say. One of the larger ones, isn't it? I don't know what the biggest one would be, but yeah, we're probably one of the larger ones. Well, I, I guess when I'm walking around Walt Disney World, the majority of people that I hear are either American, British, or um, maybe Japanese. Right. Yeah, I think you get a lot of um, like South Americans that's true, as well. That's as well. That's the point, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that that would make sense. Like, you don't often see a huge number of other Europeans there. No, I mean it's very. They must be there, but I very. I very... assume so. Yeah, but maybe they're not not to the same level that 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 the UK. Yeah. Um, go there. I'm not sure. It seems so, it mean, be interesting to know, but but yeah, obviously there's. Uh, Disneyland employs around 32,000 people. Walt right. Disney World um, employs around 77,000. Hmm. I mean, <clears throat> so what was that number? 32,000? 32 and 77. Yeah, so I'm assuming that the vast majority are Disneyland because they're completely closed. Um, and obviously Disney World has... There's obviously going to be some from Disney World because otherwise they wouldn't have... They, they did mention it, didn't they? I'm pretty sure they did mention it. Well, they said domestic employees, didn't they? So they didn't mention it specifically, actually. Yeah, um, they, they didn't. But yeah, but I could understand if they get rid of, if they have to make some for, if they have to make some redundant from Disney World, given that they're at reduced capacity and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, although obviously they've already, they've already removed all of the college program. Um, uh, what would you call them? They're not really oh, they, employees, they, they, are they? they? Yeah, the college program. Yeah cast members i suppose yeah 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 so um they've obviously already got rid of all of those they've cancelled their all their programs um so obviously that's already a reduction of what stuff that they already had um yeah there's some very weird stuff going on between disney and um governor newsom at the minute i think it's and um, what sorry governor is it governor oh gavin newsom sorry governor gavin newsom oh is he the california governor is he yeah okay um he he doesn't seem to like Disney. Disney doesn't seem to like him. He, he appears to be ignoring their phone calls. Um, right. I mean, they need to reopen. Like, I, I don't think you can, you can't keep the parks shut forever. Yeah. Disney World has proved that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they're making much of a profit from from Disney World is another thing, but they are at least open and taking money. Yeah. I don't think you can keep Disneyland closed for another six months. No, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't opened it. They haven't been allowed to open. Yeah. Um, given that the likes of Disney World is open and things like that. And it's not like the state of California is completely shut down. You know, no. people are people are generally going about their business as, as far as I know. Um, so you kind of think, well, it's, it's a little bit surprising that they're not open. Like, you, even if it was like a, a significantly reduced capacity, um, I'm kind of surprised. But at the same time, it's like, well, fine. If that's the restrictions that they're putting in place, fine. I'm not going to 
I'm not going to question it that much, you know, if that's what they want to do to protect their, um, the people that live in the California, then that's what they're going to do. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to be a very, it's very, obviously a very sad time for lots of people working at this. Mm. Yeah. The, 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 what's worse is they will use this when things start to recover and they start to recruit again, they will mm-hmm. use this as a way to recruit people in even cheaper than they are for being paid now. Yeah. What different contracts and things like that. Yeah. It's the same with the airlines have done the same thing. Yeah. I was going to say British airways have been accused of doing that very thing. Haven't they like making people redundant and then, or forcing them to basically go onto lower paid contracts, you know, people that have worked there for 20, 30 years and Mm. then had that had really good contracts um, and then forcing them onto, onto poorer contracts as a result, which, which is just a horrible tactic of because they you know they would have wanted to do, have done that yeah they just use an excuse exactly yeah yeah no i, I think it's really bad and, and when, when companies do that and especially companies like disney who in a normal year would be making a ton of money a, mm-hmm. an absolute ton of money yeah and i think what the, the positive about this is so to, outside of the u.s there is no job losses happening at the minute so um the disneyland um Disneyland Paris Resort President, um, probably butchering the name, but Natasha uh, Rafalski um, addressed the Disneyland Paris cast uh, last week to clarify that the 28,000 Disney parks layoff um, only relate to the US. Disneyland Paris had already been taking measures to control costs. So that included things like the parks um, switching to uh, opening between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than the slightly longer hours that they had normally w- uh, been operating at this time of year. Um, and things like the, the extended closure of the Disneyland Hotel and Disney Sequoia Lodge, um, with the Disneyland Hotel now opening on December the 8th, and Sequoia Lodge, which is, in my opinion, hands down the best hotel at Disneyland Paris, um, opening on May the 1st, 2021. Oh, okay. It needed a refurb. It was being refurbed anyway. So I think right, like, okay. using it as an excuse to say, well, park capacity, people staying at the parks is about 20%. Mm-hmm. They can easily fit in all these other hotels. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not just close the hotel and get and get the get the refurb done? And, Same yeah. as the poly. And I, I suppose as well, um, it's it's a case of focusing uh, focusing people into one area rather than having them spread across lots of hotels and having to have staff and having to clean the hotels, you know, more vigorously than they wouldn't potentially normally would. Um, it kind of saves a bit of that work, I guess. Yeah, I guess sort of consolidating them into, into smaller hotels. Um, I, w- I was just I was thinking about um, saying that the fact that the vast majority of staff are probably from California, and I guess the majority of them probably are from um, Disneyland as opposed to Disney World. But it's interesting that because you know when are they expecting to reopen the park? You know, if it's because it, obviously if they get rid of a huge number of people they can't exactly just suddenly if, if the governor of California suddenly turns around and says, yeah, you can now reopen. What if they don't have the staff levels to be able to reopen? Yeah. Because they've, because they've made it all, because they've made them all redundant. So well, yeah, and, and they're going to have to, you know, you can't just hire someone and go right off you go. You got to go and operate the Matterhorn. Yeah. Because yeah. people need to be trained. And that I costs mean, Disney a lot. Yeah. I mean, obviously they can, they could, they could go back to the staff members that they made redundant and say, do you want your job back? And sure, some of them probably, uh, some of them probably would. You get a lot of people. Probably that, all of them will because well, the job yeah. market at the minute is 
it's about to get worse. Like especially in the UK when furlough ends this month. Mm. I think November and December are going to be very, very tough for a lot of people and, and moving into next year as well. Yeah, I think they didn't they, they I think they introduced another scheme, didn't they? But it means that the employers employers paying a larger percentage of the mm. uh, of the salary than they previously were. Um, yeah. so you can understand that there will be there's bound stopping, to be more redundancies. Yeah. And from a company perspective, you think when it gets to that point, if the person's not actually doing a lot of work because mm-hmm. it's quieter, what, what at what point does the does the book looks like, oh actually we're gonna be in the red if we do if we do this? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think that will happen for a lot of companies because yeah. Um uh if this if the staff aren't working i mean the original furlough scheme it wasn't it a case of they weren't allowed to work at all if you're on furlough you couldn't work yeah, at all right yeah i you don't know if training, that's i think but that's right it. okay i don't know if that's the case for this new scheme like you have to they have to not be working and the government will pay is it 70 percent? something like that yeah and then yeah the employer has to pay the other 30 percent um so yeah you can understand you can understand it it's, there's there's bound to be increases in redundancies um, yeah, it's a tough time. Yeah, it is really tough. I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts are. So, you know, let's say in 2022, yeah. we're not getting anything new for a few years, which I think at this point could happen. You know, you, I don't, again, we don't know roughly how many Imagineers there are, but laying off 400 seems like quite a lot of people. Feels like a significant number, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, now, obviously, I don't necessarily, and this isn't saying that, putting any downer on the Imagineers, the great Imagineers who I, a few I know on Twitter who have been made redundant, but it, you know, they're not getting rid of Joe Rohde and, and the big hitter Imagineers. Um, right. Okay. You know, so in terms of coming up with these grand ideas, I don't think that, you know, they're, they're, they're not going any anywhere, but is just, you know, is, is Chapek sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to sign off that three, three billion project. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he going to be signing off a cheap screen ride or a copy from another park? Maybe that's what we're going to get over the next 10 years. Possibly. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like in, in 2023, I don't know we're a way off yet. If Disney World has got nothing new, are you still going to be going? Are you, you know, I, I, I mean, I love re- revisiting all the, the, the stuff that I've known and love. And I think I definitely would consider it, but it would certainly yeah. make me consider traveling to um japan or disneyland right what because there isn't anything new at the that kind of your we'll call it your home park yeah Um, i mean disneyland paris by all rights should be my home park but no (laughs) um yeah i mean i'm assuming you're saying i'm assuming you're saying that i i I have been there since 2023 as in let's assume we make it in 21 and 22 (laughs) yeah 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 um I mean, I would certainly be tempted to to go back, just, even if nothing's changed, because for me, it is a great holiday, regardless of whether there's anything new. Um, so overall, the experience is fantastic, regardless of whether there is anything new or not. Um, but you could, I could certainly see it as being an opportunity to say, well, there's nothing, nothing is new, so maybe we'll go to California this year because we've never been to California. Yeah, so, and, I, and, you, and you and I have been talking about going to um, Japan, mm, um, yeah. which was potentially going to be happening this year, but then um, thankfully we didn't book it because I had well, Piper on the way. Um, yes. And, and that before COVID, we made that decision not to book it, and I'm very thankful that we made that decision. 
<laughs> because it would have been a nightmare to try and cancel it. But yeah. I mean, the stuff over in, I mean, look at the, the new Beauty and the Beast attraction. Mm-hmm. It, have you, I don't know if you've seen a video from it, but it looks absolutely insane. I, I think I have, unless I'm confusing it with a different one. No, it's the one where you see um, like the transformation of uh, Beast to Prince. Um, wow. You're in like little uh, teacups and you're kind of moving around and you see the, um, like a Bell Beast animatronic. Oh, okay. I don't, maybe I haven't seen this yet. It looks like a cross between Ratatouille and the Little Mermaid attraction. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Ratatouille, I mean by the, like the trackless system. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, it's very similar to Little Mermaid in terms of, I guess, how it's laid out, but it's taken the te- technology to the next level. Mm. It looks insane. Um, equally, we were watching the, um, the, the Backlot Tour, it's not called the Backlot Tour, of um, Universal Studios Hollywood the other day. Okay. And that looks great. It's like a 20, 30 minute ride and it looks fantastic. And I'd be very tempted to go to, to Universal Hollywood, mainly because they're opening Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have started on that. That is confirmed. It will probably be opening in 23, maybe 22, probably right. 23. Um, I'm, I'd be very tempted to go over there and experience that and go to Disneyland at the same time, obviously. And um, I think Nintendo would take me away from the East Coast, West Coast. Which one? Disney World. It would take me away from Disney World. <laughs> That's the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. It would take me away from Disney World and, and send me to Disneyland just simply because I want to experience Nintendo. Yeah. Like I've never wanted to experience a theme park land. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Galaxy's Edge had me super excited, I have to yeah. say. And that would probably be the most excited I, I was about a new experience for a very long time mm-hmm. at, at, at Disney. But Nintendo, for me, I've been playing Nintendo games since I was like two. So to experience, especially the Mario Kart ride, which looks insane. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm very keen to try that out. But I think, will we continue to go to Disney World? Although even though this may be no new experiences, let's say, and cast members are missing, you know, let, what happens if they remove, you know, the piano player from Casey's Corner or the Main Street uh, band or the Dapper Dans, you start to remove all of those things that make Disney Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's at a point where it's it's just a theme park, which it it's still it would always be a better theme park than than your most in the world. Yeah. yeah, and that's that won't change. But I think it's 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 grabbing your ice cream, it's walking through Main Street and seeing the Dapper Dans or um, yeah. Or, or, or the marching band that go around um, the central um, hub. That's what makes Disney, Disney Disney. Yeah, they, they, they do have to be careful, don't they, about removing too many of those experiences that then spoils the experience. Yeah. Um, they, have to, they, ha- they have to be very careful about that. Um, and hopefully they won't, you know, go too far. And hopefully if they do have to make some of these people redundant maybe they can bring them back at some point um but you could easily see it as being as as them saying well oh well look it hasn't made any dent in the profit margin so so why do we need to pay this person to do this thing well this is it and you look at what was happening before this with all of the epcot performers yeah you know that's what made world showcase world showcase 
mm-hmm. you, you know, the, the Japanese drummers, the, the um, Italian uh, whistle man. Um, <laughs> I don't know what, his, what the act name was. Um, <laughs> no, I think they should stick with the Italian whistle man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you're walking around World Showcase, those, they weren't all my cup of tea. Yeah. But it, it at least tried to celebrate the, the different cultures of each of the each of the countries. Yeah, and it and it's an experience that stands out and and kind of makes Disney Disney, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, I would say that no matter what year we, it it was, if we saw if we were walking past Japan and the drummers mm. were playing, we'd you know, we might not watch the whole show, but we'd stand there and, and watch for a few minutes depending on the heat. Yeah. And it just feels it just feels empty without those those guys now. I think that that land you you know when you were walking towards it and you'd hear them, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Like now it it just doesn't feel the same. And I think you know I I they, they've kept the voices of liberty great. <laughs> um, but, you know I, I they kept the voices of liberty. So why is it more important to keep a representation a representation of America's culture, but get rid of the representation yeah. from other cultures that doesn't feel quite right. doesn't sit quite right to me. It sounds voice, about weird. Yeah. The voices of Liberty are very talented and I, I cannot deny that. And they deserve a job at Disney world, mm-hmm. but they're no more talented than the Japanese drummers or the, uh, the Italian whistleman <laughs> yeah. or the, or the yeah. French chair guy. <laughs> <laughs> is that the guy that is, does he stack chairs and then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what what makes the voices of liberty more worthwhile to the company than those? I don't I don't, I don't think there there's there's an answer to that because no. I don't think there is. I mean that's the thing. I don't think, like it. I don't know if it sounds harsh, but I don't think any of these people actually bring money into the company. No, I I, I agree with you. They, of course they don't. Yeah, um, but collectively it adds to the experience. Yeah, and and, and Disney for. Has, has definitely got to the point now where they they say they you know Josh's statement is like oh we really value our cast members. I think they look at cast members as a as a line on the spreadsheet, as an expendable resource, and, and that is it. That is what they how, that's how they value people at the Disney mm. company. It's a line in the spreadsheet, and it's no longer about welcoming welcoming them to to the Disney family and encouraging them to share their their experiences and happiness with with people from all over the world. It, it just feels like all oh, things are in a bit of a crunch at the minute. Um, this person doesn't contribute a single penny to the Disney company. Let's get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Cause obviously it is a massive corporation. Of course. But, and I think people forget that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're completely right. I think people do forget that it is a big corporation. And at the end of the day, they are working for their stockholders, stockholders or stock shareholders shareholders that's the yeah. word um yeah that you know Completely. and obviously when 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 things get tight they have to tighten their belt and yeah and then you really see the true colors of a corporation yeah and, and, which and is I unfortunate agree. but yeah yeah i completely agree i completely agree and, and and people do forget that and i think what really demonstrated that point is there was a thread on twitter and i forget the, the twitter's username to name and shame which i absolutely would if i could remember it but there was this um, just thread saying, you know, I've lost my job. It's horrible. Loads of my friends are losing their jobs. Um, I can't believe, you know, anyone would be happy with this. And someone was like, I'm a shareholder and this, this makes me extremely happy. Yeah. And I'm like, 
And wow. I, literally, I literally replied to him like, oh, I bet you and your like two shares are really happy with this. Because <laughs> you just know like a big shareholder is not going to be commenting like that on Twitter. No, no, absolutely not. Um, like, I, I could buy shares in Disney Company today and, and yeah. call myself a shareholder. Like yeah. it doesn't mean anything, mate. No, no. And, and like obviously, obviously, obviously nobody wants to lose money, but when you, why would you brag about it in these and say, you know, oh, I'm pleased about that because, you know, it means I'm not losing as much money. It's like, well, yeah, at the expense of 28,000 people losing their jobs. Also, also nice. the likelihood is, I mean, how much is a Disney share today? Um, let's have a look. Disney share price is $122. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably got about three share, two, three shares. I mean, he's going to be losing based on current last few days, 0.76%. Right. Um, I don't think you, you know, even on three hundred, four hundred dollars, if that's how you're making your money, you've probably got concerns. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, just don't. Just remember that these people have lives. Like you're getting rid of twenty-eight thousand people who yeah. have bills to pay, who have children to look after, who have families to look after. But at least he's got his shares, Ryan. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the important, important thing. Yeah. That's the important yeah. thing. So I guess I don't. Know, is there, is there, if there's anything else you wanted to say on this. Um, I, I know this has felt like a bit of a ranty, rambling episode, but I think it's important to not just focus on the positives of the Walt Disney Company, mm-hmm. but, which, which there are many. Like, I, I can never take away the fact that I love going to Disney World. Um, I love going to Disneyland Paris as much as the resort needs some help. Um, but I think it's also important to use this platform that we have to, to address the negatives of the company where, when, when there are negatives to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, there's, it's not always going to be shut sunshine and lollipops, is it? No, um, no, it's not partic- particularly at the moment. And, and it's worth, it's worth talking about it. Yeah. I, I think so if so. you just glaze over it, then, then that's not really uh, very supportive of the industry because it's not just supporting of Disney. It's support, you know, all these 28,000 cast members, they all, they all make up what Disney is. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you know, what, I think um, there's an email that went out to cast members and it starts with saying, let me, let me start with my belief that the heart and soul of our business isn't always will be people. Um, I mean, yeah, it does feel like you could keep people furloughed for a bit longer though. And I know there has to be an end point. I do understand that. Yeah. But yeah. It, yeah, as as the Walt Disney Company, you know, people are losing their health benefits now. People, there's a lot being lost here rather than just mm-hmm. a job. Um, yeah, and I think it's going to be tough on a lot of people. And what I find funny about Josh is that everyone, everyone, lots of people love him. Think people think he's great, but he's very egotistical. Like he's always got these photos on Instagram. Like there was one of him recently holding a lightsaber. Um, in front of the Falcon, like with this like lovely, like quote on Instagram and you think, Oh, that's nice. But then take a step back and you think he's told someone he's with to go and take a photo of him holding a lightsaber in front of the Falcon, looking like he's like the savior of, of Disney. It's like, he's told someone to set that photo up and take it. And then he shared this like really fancy, weird quote on Instagram. It's like, I'm not quite sure. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but I'm not quite sure he he's the man that people think he is. Right. 
He's still he's still a Disney exec. Let's not forget that. Yeah, I I mean he he could he could well be, um, but I think his statement to California seemed it seemed like the wrong time to do that. Yeah, it seemed like the wrong message to be sending. I I think do it do it in a separate statement. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fair to to have these conversations with the state of California and say, look, we need to reopen. We've proved that Disney World can reopen safely. We can do the same in Disneyland. And it's fine to really, I think it's fine to release a public um, letter about that because it, it kind of puts a bit of pressure on them. But to do yeah. it in the same message where you're, you're getting rid of 28,000 people, um, I don't think it's completely professional. No. I mean, I don't know how many people would read that statement and say, damn, California. Yeah. But like, just because they mentioned California, I, I think people would still uh, target their... Uh, annoyance at disney and not california because california are the ones that are they're doing it for health reasons they're not doing it to piss disney off yes exactly and you know i i foresee the relationship between california and disney in a post-pandemic world one being incredibly fractured Mm. and california is not going to be giving disney any favors in tax or anything like that anytime soon yeah yeah if they have in in the past yeah it's interesting earlier you said about um you know the governor doesn't particularly like Disney. It's it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because it must bring in a huge amount of money to the state. Yeah. Well, especially you, especially when you consider the main movie studio and everything is there. Mm. Yeah. But then you've got then all of that. But that. I mean, they're employing, as we said, thirty two thousand people as well in the state of California. Well, that's just at the parks. Yeah. Well, you know, the main studios are there. But then you have to also consider if I'm the governor of California, well, why are you shooting all of your movies in? Georgia and Australia, New Zealand, um, because all it is is in front of a green screen nowadays. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, no, I know yeah. all of it. Um, obviously, it's cheaper to. Sh- I mean, Georgia's got that. Basically, on every film now, you see the the Georgia logo <laughs> because they've got that amazing um, film initiative. Yeah, every movie company seems to be shooting that now. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Do, do they get like tax relief or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a huge reason why they, they shoot there. But yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Disneyland. Mm. So yeah, I think the, the the point that we'll end on is if anyone has seen any um, links um, of cast member help, uh, you know, to whether it be um, I'm trying to think of the word uh, the, the the platform, not Kickstarter, GoFundMe, GoFundMe, yeah, whether it be GoFundMe, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, or Amazon wish lists or anything like that. If anyone has seen those, and I know a couple of people have already sent them to me, uh, send them across to us on uh, just search for Theme Park Trader on Twitter, or you can send them directly to me um, as a direct message, uh, Rhinogs, R Y A N O G S. And we will make sure that each and every one of them is, is shared and we'll, we'll donate or um, we'll have a look at donating to as many as we, as we can. And obviously, we want to help these these people out because they have made Disney what Disney is for, for many, many years. Um, so, so yeah, if you do have any links, uh, you are a cast member and you're listening to this, please send them across. We can't, obviously we can't donate to all of them, but we, what we will do is make sure that they're shared so that other people can um, to the ones that we can't donate to. Yeah. So yeah, um, on, on that note, thank you very much for listening to this ranty episode. <laughs> of, of theme park radio but as i said i think it's important to talk about it and we will see you again next week for the disneyland paris the disneyland park 
um, attraction tournament, which is going to be an absolute beef of an episode because there are a lot of attractions to talk about. <laughs> yes, a lot. Yeah. So um, we will see you again next week. Ah, there you are. And just in time, there's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. <laughs>